What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Back with another bonus episode. And if you didn't remember, go to SoundCloud or RedGool.net to listen to our regular episodes. And we will keep dishing out these bonus episodes with our list every single week. And like we said, man, this mug is hard to hard to get in. It's yeah. hard to place them and keep them stuff keep getting bumped off and pushed but aside some of us are professional enough to do that okay well in a tone in gunner's voice you guys know that we have a guest here today <laughs> <laughs> and he's been here several times it's a family family member of the podcast our boy gambino is back once again and he is here to help us break down our top ten list of the best triple threat matches of all time. And every week, man, it just gets harder and harder to put these lists together because not only are the topics hard and you have so much material to choose from, but just putting it in a certain spot and keeping it in that spot yeah, is very hard. Every single week, man, mm -hmm. especially with the, with a broader with a broad topic like triple threats. Like there's so many to choose from. Yeah, so many throughout time. But like Gunner was saying earlier, he was he said it's it's so many, but so many of them are forgettable. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like you got so many to remember. And you had uh, so many slip through the cracks sometimes yeah. that you forget it. And happened. you forget it even happened. But we're going to get into the top 10 list of the greatest triple threat matches of all time. Um, I would like the privilege of going first this time. Um, my number 10 triple threat match of all time is the New Day versus the Usos versus Lucha House Party at TLC 2015. Mm. Um that was such a sleeper match that people forget about all the time. <laughs> and um, it's one of those matches where the New Day was just getting like, they just turned the crowd. The crowd was going from the New Day sucks to the New Day rocks. And the power of positivity, PLP, hold it down, was in full effect. You know what I mean? But the match itself just had so many high spots. Like the Salida DeSis off of the top of the ladder. You know what I mean? Uh, that that uh, monkey flip 450 that he did on top of the ladder on top of one of the Usos. Uh, Uso doing the Uso crazy to the outside on top of the ladder. Xavier Woods throwing the trumpet and Kalisto's <laughs> back. <laughs> and then Kofi flipping them off, getting the title win. I mean, this match had all of the business in it. And people really sleep and forget about when the Usos were facing, the New Day were heels. That is definitely true. You know, the New Day and the Usos rivalry, it goes back to so long. So long. You know, you got them face, you got the New Day, the New Day face, the Usos heels, you got the Usos heels. face, the New Day uh, heels. Yep. Yeah, yep. just two back and forth. Just, just go back and, and forth and back and forth. And, and that I, and the Lucha House Party is that. Yep. It's going to uh, up the ante and up the match. It did. It really did. Kalisto was pretty much at the top of his game back then, you know what I mean? So that's my number 10 spot, New Day, Usos, and the Lucha House Party in a triple threat ladder match at TLC. Right. 
My number 10 spot is uh, Roman versus Brock versus Seth at WrestleMania 31, I believe it was. I believe it was 30. No, yeah, well, 31. It's 30, 31. But yeah, this match gets on my list because... Uh, Ice of the centuries. It was just the significance of it, you know. This is the first time that a triple threat match has been made out of a singles match that's still going on. This is the first time that the Money in the Bank brief has been cast in at WrestleMania. Yep. This is the first time that, uh, you know, it's been cast in while the match is still in progress. You know, it was actually a pretty good match between Roman and uh, Brock before Stuff got out there as well. People kind of look past that sometimes, you know, act like Stuff kind of saved the day there. But it was a really good match before he got out there. But, uh... It gets on my list for being, you know, the heist of the century and uh, having the significance of it uh, being the first money in the big match cash stand at WrestleMania. Exactly. And I, everybody remembers where they were, what they were doing, and exactly what they said when Seth Rollins' music hit and he ran out to cash in the money in the bank. I remember it like it was yesterday. I believe I was at your house. Yeah, you were at my house. I was... I was sitting next to Terrence, and, <laughs> and I was sitting next to his wife. Mm-hmm. And when Brock hit that F5 and both of them laid on the ground, the words out of my mouth exactly was, oh, my God, no. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what he said. Oh, my God, yes. As soon as this, that music hit, he's like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and it turned into a triple threat. And then for a moment when – Seth went for the curb stomp and got caught. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be a failed catch. It looked it like it. And then Roman hit the spur. Seth backed out, hit the stomp on Brock, then hit the stomp on Roman. And, I mean, history was made, the heist of the century. Yeah. All right. Is that the one where Roman was laughing at Brock, though? Uh, while he was getting beat on? Yeah, it was one where he started laughing. I believe that was 33. Thirty two or thirty three, yeah. Yeah, they I mean Roman main evented five WrestleMania's in a row. How many did he main event with Brock though? Two. Oh, okay. So I mean he lost them both. (laughs) So all right, Gambino, number ten. Y'all making me put them in order. All right, so you already spoke on one that I picked. So I mean you might as well just make it your number ten. Yeah, but that one that wouldn't be my name. I used to get your own list. <laughs> yeah, I got my own list. Look, I'm going to go with... No, nah, I don't want to see. I don't want to... Jesus Christ. See, this proves this our point about how hard these lists yeah, like, are to yeah, make, especially yeah. putting them in spots. That's yeah. the hardest part about making the list. All right, so I'm going to go with... Benoit, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. So, uh, I have that on my list also, but it's a little bit higher up. Yeah. Uh, there's there's major significance in this in this title match. Yeah, there is, and even uh, uh, and this was one of those times where someone won the Royal Rumble. And had to go into a triple threat. I think this was the first time that the Royal Rumble winner had to go yeah. into a triple threat at WrestleMania. And people were already mad about that. But adding Sean to anything makes it that much better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Sean had a viable case to get into this match. He was going to that with Triple H and all those them. matches. There was no, no. winner. No, he had. They had like a a double pinfall type of situation. Yeah, and then where Sean Sean kicked Triple H, and his shoulders were down, and Trip's shoulders were down also. Yeah, then they did a last man standing match, and then both men lost that. And then at the contract signing, signing Sean kicks Benoit, and then signs the contract in his place. Sean's going to WrestleMania. Yeah, so I mean, this the significance of this feud just leading up to it yeah. was awesome. I mean, and that iconic picture. Yeah, that's my favorite part. My favorite part comes after the match when uh, Eddie came down there. Exactly. And they embraced, they hugged, you know, because if you were following these guys in the nineties. Oh, it's just one of the biggest moments that if you were facing yeah. these guys in the because it was it was very very improbable that someone you, their size yeah you would you didn't think Eddie Benoit would have made it there they were always great in the ring but they didn't have the size the WWE was looking for to be world champion exactly and you never thought that you would see that and to see that and see them embrace them to each other cry and everything else. and have both titles man one they were the one at the top of SmackDown moment. one at the top of Raw, one of the most iconic pictures of all time. Yeah. Great pick. All right, we are at number nine. And my number nine pick would be Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda at WrestleMania 35, 4. I think it was 30. 32. 32. No, 32. 32. It was 2016. It was the one where. No, Shonda, uh, Ronda, Ronda, Becky, Becky and, Charlotte. and Charlotte. That was that yeah. just happened. Okay. Thirty-five, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I mean, as historic as this match was, it was the build-up that did it for me. The build-up to it was incredible. I mean, these women were going at it left and right. You had it go from Becky supposed to fight uh, Ronda at Survivor Series. She gets injured by injured by Nia. Charlotte takes her place, beats the crap out of Ronda, doesn't care about winning. Ronda wants her payback. Ronda ends up turning heel after that, so the whole wrestling world hated her when she did that shoot video. And, I mean, this was one of the greatest build-ups I have ever seen. It was great. And then the brawl on Monday Night Raw where they were all getting arrested, kicking out cop car windows. Ronda caught that knee from Charlotte out of the window. Ronda pulls the cop car off and hits another car. Like, I mean, that was chaos, and it was perfect for its main event WrestleMania. It made me think mm-hmm. of old days. Always. I, it yeah. always does. That um, was like one. The biggest brawls in wrestling history, this has to go among the list. One of these days we're going to do a list Ooh, of the greatest yeah. brawls in WWE in, in wrestling in. history. Yeah, I need to be in on that. <laughs> so number nine for me is a uh, Roman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan from this past year's WrestleMania, number thirty-seven. I picked this match because it was just a great build-up. Yeah, it was. It Edge was. This was another Rumble. one. Daniel Bryan weaseled his way into the match. You keep and saying that. <laughs> I can say I can say that this spawned off one of the greatest meme eras 
in internet history by people adding Daniel Bryan to everything. But anyway, as I was saying, you know, and then uh, Roman's uh, the big head champion. So just like I said, it was a great uh, feud. Like everybody had a, a comeback story to come mm-hmm. back from. You know, two neck injuries. You know, Roman's uh, leukemia. Run with leukemia and everything. And then it was a great match. Yeah. You know, and then the ending was great. You know, uh, Roman pinning Edge and Daniel Bryan was just a statement win for Roman and. I definitely did wonder for his heel work. Yeah. I was just devastated after that. I got to have that shirt. I got to have that shirt, Roman. Man. You know what I'm saying? Stack Smash him. Stack him. Pin him. I don't know where this heel Roman been hiding it, but, man, we'd have had this dude a long time ago. Well, basically, they said that Roman's heel work spawned off him being a vet now. They couldn't do it too early because nobody would believe him as the leader of the locker room with guys like Undertaker, Triple H, you know, those guys still around doing what they do. He's not he's not considered that. But now Man. at this moment, you can consider Roman Reigns a travel chief, baby. Mm-hmm. And trying to get on that island of relevancy. Oh, yeah, really it was. It was a dope match. He was, I don't know why they hate him. I love him. Because I mean, he's, he's, he's supposed to be hated. And him stacking them and, and pinning him. them both made him so hateable at that moment. You stick it ain't to the levels of how he got booed after that match with, with Undertaker, but it's well, it's up there. Right. Go oh, ahead, gosh. number nine. All right. This should be way no, I ain't gonna use that one. All right, I'm gonna go with this one. Mine's is the Shield versus the Usos versus Star and Goldust from Hell in the Cell. Ooh, that's a sleeper right there. That's a sleeper. That one, yeah, because like, I don't know. People really didn't take the Star this all that great. I don't think. No, actually, I think what it was was Stardust came completely out of left field. Now, I kind of dug Stardust because I was so used to dashing Cody Rose and, you know, the the face work that Cody was doing. And during those recent build-ups to when Cody, Cody Rose got with Goldust, he kept saying he had partners for him. He had this partner and that partner, and it never worked out. And then that that week on Raw when he came out of Stardust, it was just something completely different, and I I, I dug it, and, and was, the music was just well, incredible. I was say one of my favorite entrance things, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that match with the Shield and the Wyatt, they had already been going at it, yeah. and uh, Goldust and Stardust had uh, pretty much made their impact to go for those tag to do those tag team titles and. They had their little run with Dusty as their manager, and then when things switched up, Cody completely changed, and <laughs> Goldust was not feeling that because <laughs> Cody is dead. <laughs> I remember that feud, and that was really good, but the Wyatts and the Shield really already built the feud as it was. It was, it was, it was pretty good. But, yeah, great pick. All right, number eight. My number eight is Batista, Orton, and Brian. Mm. So, about that one. Um, 
at WrestleMania 30, Batista, Randy Orton, and uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan had already had a match with Triple H earlier that day. And the way they had built this match, I mean, Batista was hated because he pretty much took the spot that people wanted Daniel Bryan to have with that Royal Rumble win. And Randy was already champ. Randy was already on top of the world, had been for for months. And by the time uh, this match ended, everybody was invested because when Daniel got RKO slash Batista bomb through that table and they took him out on the stretcher, I mean, that moment, Every it, 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 that's one pop that always works. Is somebody rolling off the stretcher going back into the ring. For mm-hmm. some reason, yeah, it always works. Yeah, because it looks like you're fighting. It looks like you're not going to give up, especially if you're a face. It looks like you're fighting. It looks like you're not going to give up. And uh, it's definitely one of the biggest moments of WrestleMania triple fight matches history because yeah. of the yes movement was just so strong at that point and we were just we just weren't gonna have it. Nobody other than Daniel. We don't wanna hear it. And one thing I gotta say is that match followed the breaking of the streak. And for people to still remember it, it says something huge because the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania was everything. And for people to still remember that there was a match after that, because nobody remembers Austin's match after the Hell in the Cell that Mankind and Taker had, but there was a first blood match right after that. Nobody talked about it. But for people to talk about this triple threat match after The Undertaker getting the street broken, that says how good that this was. Yeah, man, Undertaker, he got a history of people making people not remember the match after yes, that. Yes, he does. Who remembers what happened after the end of the era of Hell in the Cell match? I don't even remember what happened after him and Sean at 25. Exactly. No, you can't, it don't, it don't happen. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm like saying. Any yeah. on the match is probably the worst, probably the worst position you can be in. And for Daniel to be remembered in that triple threat after what The Undertaker did at Mania, I mean, that says big thing. Number eight, Gunner. Number eight for me was uh, Sasha versus Becky versus Charlotte at WrestleMania 32. It's on my list, but it's higher. I feel like this match is important because it was really the transition between the Divas mm-hmm. Division and the Women's Division. It sure was. And after that, uh, the Women's Division really, you know, took off. The Women's Revolution was in full force. I kind of want to say this was the most important match in women's history because for them to be on the WrestleMania stage in a prominent position, introducing a new title, and they have to put on a show. And they did. And they did. They definitely did. Those three, they worked so well together. And that match was just great. You yeah. saw Rick out there getting involved and everything. If that match didn't work, they probably would have never had another women's match that high on the card at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm so glad that it I'm worked. I'm glad that it did. How could, how could it? History making. How could you not? I mean, you got three of the greatest women's wrestlers ever in that ring. Between Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky, that's three of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. And... What they did at WrestleMania was made people realize that the women were here to stay, and there was no turning back at that point. Yeah, that's true. All right, number eight. All right, number eight for me, I guess I'll go ahead and stay in that same vein. I'm going with Oscar, Becky, and Charlotte at TLC 
in 2018, I think it was. Yeah, that was, uh, I believe, for the SmackDown Women's title. title. Yeah. That was Oscar's first match. title win on the main roster, wasn't it? Was it? I don't think so. No, I, don't, I don't think that was Oscar. Well, I don't think it was her first title win. It was a title win, but I don't think it was the first one. I think that was, well, her first SmackDown Women's title. It might have been her first title win on the main roster. I think it might have been. Yeah, because she had been undefeated all that time. She won the Royal Rumble but didn't win the title off of Charlotte. She ended up going to SmackDown. That was her first title win on the main roster, yes. All right, go ahead. But, yes, great triple threat match. Ladder match. TLC match, I think it was. Yes, same thing. Same thing in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, in my opinion, a TLC and a ladder match is the exact same because they normally pull out tables and chairs anyway. The only difference being one, you got to grab a belt and the other one, you don't necessarily have to. Because a TLC match, you can be paying if I'm not mistaken. No. Well, not anymore. Uh, I picked it because, I don't know, it was just, it was... Overall, it was just great, and I'm an Oscar fan, and I like Becky. I can't stand Charlotte, but I will give credit where credit is due. You got to, baby. Yeah, it's ridiculous. the queen. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, they, they went at it for me. Yeah, and then yeah, 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 to see women just in a match like that, like we, we've seen them before, but they – they took it up or not. Definitely, definitely. All right, we're at number seven. Yeah, seven. My number seven would be uh, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Um, I mean, how crazy was this match? That's insane. That's probably the reason Brock stopped doing all these insane spots. You know what I'm saying? Because remember when Seth broke his ribs. I thought that. I literally thought that Brock Lesnar was going to lose that title because when he got splashed on that table, Seth went through with both elbows and they X Brock. They X him. And I was like, is he hurt? Is he really hurt? We're going to have a new champion. And he got carried out and all of that and came back. And I mean, at this point, Brock and Brock had a reputation for his matches being kind of boring, you know, suplex, suplex, suplex. This was a refreshing uh, change of pace. Yeah, this is when Brock's matches started getting exciting all over again. Yeah, it's true. Because he did, he took more damage in that match than he had taken in probably the past two years of his Mm -hmm. career. Yeah. And that match was incredible. That match was incredible. And I can't even say it. like what I always say. As much as I hated the quote-unquote lazy way that Brock took in his matches, when he wanted to turn it off, he can. Yes, he we can. When he decides he wants to turn it off, he can. He can, and he will. And he yeah. will. And he will put people over. But that, that, like you said, that the suplexing people to death, like where you know what's going to happen, I hate that. Yeah. I get that. But that match... Insane. Gunner, number seven. Number seven for me was Kurt Angle versus The Rock versus The Undertaker at uh, at, uh, Vengeance 2000. On my list, way higher up. Way higher up. Yeah, this match was uh, a great match. You know, we saw all these guys going around and just just really went at it. Everybody's doing everybody's finishes. And this match is also really important for the brand split because this was around the time when that happened. Right. And, you know, this was uh, the moment where the champion was appearing on both shows, and Rock won this match, 
And then uh, Layla loses the next month, loses it to Brock, and then Brock takes the title over SmackDown. But uh, like I said, this match is, uh, it was around that Blanche split time. And this said it was a really great match. I'm just going to say that this is my favorite triple threat match of all time. So I have a lot more to add to that, but I'll do it when I get to my spot. Okay. Gambino, number seven. Let's see. Number seven for me, I'm going to go with, even though this could be way further down the list, but I don't have that particular order. So I'm going with the SmackDown 6 at Survivor Series in 2002. And it should be way other. Edge and Mysterio, Los Guerrero, Angle and Benoit. I'm sure that's on Gunner's list, but it's probably gonna be higher up. Don't get into that. And uh, yeah, I mean that was one that was for real, probably the peak of the SmackDown tag team title. I mean that's when they first got there. Yeah. Because that was uh within what a month or so after they first yeah. got there, and I feel like those the three te- teams really yeah. put that division on the map. The teams that were that were together at that time, I mean they were meshing well they had individual personalities but still a team personality um they didn't have to have a team name for you to believe that they were a tag team back then yeah it was a it was different because they took tag team wrestling as tag team wrestling when they were in a tag team it wasn't like watching two single superstars it was like watching a tag team because they do things like you'd see uh ankle lock cross face uh, combination. You'd see, you know, you know, you see uh frog splash brain buster combinations and they like they did combination moves to complement each other's individual style, which was great back then. Yeah, like Angle and Benoit say who can German two flex people the most. Yeah. Like yeah, things like that. Like that that element is I feel like is missing when they throw a team together. All right, art number six. All right, number six for me is going to be Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. I know um, it's probably going to. Yeah, I know it's probably going to be on a lot of people's list. Same spot. Is it in your same spot, too? Uh, We are here to talk about that one. Okay. Well, the Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Benoit match, it it was very important at the time. Uh, Benoit had never. Held uh, a WWE world title. He had been a WCW champion, but he had pretty much relinquished it. Like, mm-hmm. forget this company and everything. Uh, Sean and Trip had this complete blood feud going on, mm-hmm. and like we say, nobody hits you harder than your best friend. Yeah. And almost the whole match, everybody was bleeding. <laughs> Yeah. Like, the and blood in that match was crazy. At the time when this match happened, Benoit was a feel-good story. You yeah. wanted him to have it. You wanted him to get it because he's worked so hard 18 years, busting his ass. Right. And you wanted him to have that big moment at WrestleMania. Right. He got that. And eliminating the big show in the Royal Rumble yeah, that was crazy. for him to uh actually go in. And that that moment at the end with him and Eddie is just probably the most iconic picture you could have, especially considering the fact that both of them are resting in peace right now. Yeah. I mean, you just can't put words on what that moment means now. That's true. And another reason why I really like this match is I feel like that they did what Edge and Daniel Bryan and Roman should have done in their feud, and that's 
Shawn Michaels had two shots at Triple H, but he never lost. Right. He didn't win it, but he didn't lose it either. Exactly. You know, Exactly. Yeah, so that kind of kept Shawn Michaels fresh in the match. And the moment that sticks out in my brain so hard is Benoit having the sharpshooter on Triple H, and he's screaming about to tap out, and Shawn just kicks his face off. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, and, like, that that anticipation moment when Benoit had Trip in the crossface. Yeah, that's what. That's as what long as it took to get him yeah. to tap out. As with Jr. listening, he's whipping and tearing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's one. Great. It's just one of those where you kind of just. I mean, you're like, is he gonna tap? Is he gonna tap? Where's Sean? Where's Sean? And then when he finally does, you're like, he did it. <laughs> All right. You know I'm at the good when you Number get stressed six. out. Yeah. Number six for you, uh, Gambino. I'm going to go left with this one. So I was going to consider this an honorable mention at first. And then again, these are in no particular order. I'm just doing it because y'all told me. Yes. So I'm going That's with the point of the show. Nyla Rose, Yuka Suzaki, and Riho. Yuki Suzaki. Fighter Fest in 2019. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. I got to say that that was actually one of the highlights in the AEW women division because they don't have many no. besides the Britt Baker's match that main evented. Um, with Thunder Rosa. With Thunder Rosa, yeah, that one main evented, and that that was, like, held in very high standards. And, uh, but this one was a really, really good one, too, because Rio's so small, man. Rio's so small, and Nyla Rose is so big, just that contrast yeah. of those two. And uh, when you add in that third person, it gives you kind of leeway to work with Nyla Rose, to work on Nyla Rose because she's so big and dominant. And you just don't believe that people could just one-up her by themselves. But that triple threat gives another dynamic, which was great. Uh, Yeah, okay. We are halfway through the list. We are at number five. And my number five match would be Triple H, Edge, and Jeff Hardy. Good one. Um, this was one of those <laughs> this was one of those moments in history where you just never felt like Jeff was gonna win the big one. And when he did and when he finally did, man, it was a crazy moment and the match was so insane. I mean, they're running across tables, the announce tables and spears and pedigrees and swan tons and twist of fates and I all like that. Jeff Hardy damn near killing this like he always did. I really yes. like the finish. Uh, I think Triple H hits the pedigree on edge. Yeah. Him. Jeff Hardy Jeff hits, hits the, the swan tons. Knocks Triple H off and he gets the win on edge. Yes. I really like and, that. And the, the emotion that Jeff showed afterwards when he just hopped up threw down a chair like he couldn't believe he did it. He hit the ground like that music played forever. Yeah, just one of those uh, feel-good stories. Yeah, know? man, it was super feel-good. But you never good. thought he was going to do it, and when he does it, you just feel so great. It was him. super feel-good, man. And the hearty party is on! <laughs> one of my favorite moments is when he showed up, was it on SmackDown? For the celebration, the yeah. And they played yeah, it forever. Forever. That song played forever. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Hardy had, to me, one of the most feel-good moments yeah. That's true. in a triple threat match ever. 
right, number five for me is Angle and Benoit versus Los Guerreros versus Ray and Edge at Survivor Series 2002 in a triple threat elimination match. Yeah. They call these guys the SmackDown Six. Mm-hmm. And they call them that because the matches between themselves, they basically put SmackDown on the map back in the day. And that's definitely true. They definitely deserve that honor. And the three of them got, and when the three teams got together, they just tore the house down, man. SmackDown was some of the best wrestling you see on WWE TV, and those six men are the reason why. Yeah. And they all get together is just incredible. Yeah. And to add to that, that was back when we was getting pay-per-view caliber matches. On, on SmackDown. Smackdown. Yeah, because yeah, that was a pay-per-view caliber match. Like, and, they, that and, that was, and that was on a weekly basis. Like, yeah, like you get those on regular matches, you know, when you see... Right. Uh, I remember... Uh, Ladder like, matches on SmackDown. I remember seeing Angle and Benoit versus uh, Ray and Edge in a two-out-of-three falls match for the tag titles, and that was incredible. Yeah, see, that's what yeah, I'm saying. The, Smack, the SmackDown talent at that point in time, they had a point to prove. Yeah, yeah. And they were proving it. They'd be better than Raw, and they worked. Yes, like, they were. They, they better than Raw. Well, to me anyway, SmackDown better than Raw now. It is. Raw be doing some... It is. It, is. It, it has been for a while. But yeah, go ahead. Number five. Number five. Let's see. Let's go with... Which one do I want to use? Let's go with <laughs> Cena versus Christian versus Jericho Adventure. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. That match was actually pretty crazy at the time because uh, Christian was having his little run. Yeah, uh, that was the first time I really saw Christian as a contender for the, as, WWE for the title. title. Yeah, Christian he was, was having an actual run. In that, in that role. And, like, you had to, he had to get to the point where you would believe that he was world champion caliber. And what better people to do it with than Jericho and Cena? Yeah, that's right. true. I mean, those guys are goats in their own right, like first ballot Hall of Famers in any company. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's that's a great one, too. If I would have picked a lot of the matches I wanted to, it would have been a whole lot of Cena matches. <laughs> a whole lot of Triple H matches. Yeah. Like, for real, because, like, that's why they start calling that man Big Man John, because he was in all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number four on my list is uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha at WrestleMania, because, like I said, this, this match was super important. This match was one, probably one of the most important women's matches in history because this had a prominent WrestleMania spot. They had brung in Lita to introduce the new title. They had, uh, like, these extravagant entrances and, like, top-of-the-line gear and fireworks and all of that stuff. Like, they were really putting the women in the forefront really for the first time, like, for yeah, real the true. first time. A triple threat match between these three women who've already proven themselves in NXT and on the roster, and they deserve that spot. And this was the transition from the diva era to the women's era. Yeah. The from being known as divas to being known as superstars, okay. just period. And I was so proud of the women that performed and of what they did, man. And mm-hmm. it's it it kind of it kind of makes me a little mad that Rick got involved because I wish that it just would have been a heads-up, straight-up type of thing. Like, 
a definitive winner without interference yeah. because that's how important this match was. But it didn't do that much damage. It didn't really tank the match. You know, yeah. you got to keep Charlotte Flair's heel thing going on. Exactly. It didn't do that much damage to the match. But I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it was, it was so important that you just wished that it would have been a straight-up type of win. Yeah. I mean, and when Charlotte walked out with that title, man, a new era had begun, and it was on and popping from then on out. All right, number four for me is Rollins versus Cena versus Lesnar at the Royal Rumble 2005. And I can see why. Great match, but what really sticks out to me is I can't remember the last time a Money in the Bank, uh, someone who holds the Money in the Bank got a title shot. Had a shot to be WWE champion without cashing in. Yeah, he could have been Money in the Bank right. and WWE right. champion. And that uh, that possibility makes this match uh, pretty exciting in my book. Now, as I said, it was a great one. Uh, Rollins uh, doing that elbow drop through the table on the outside, yeah, the block breaking his ribs. And as I said, this is uh, an era where Brock was uh, kind of known for having boring matches. You know, he really stepped up here. He did. His opponents really stepped up here. He did because Seth was match. starting to be known as that guy that right. you wanted to be in the ring with. I mean, not in my eyes because he almost killed a bunch of people, but <laughs> in like he's your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. He like anytime you ask any of the guys like Sean, Tripp, any of those guys, he's like, who's the next guy up? The first name they always said was Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. And to this day, the two guys that they still look at as the top guys is Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. And that was really the beginning. And not to mention that Seth had a whole faction with him. Yeah, you got the uh, <coughs> Brock all around Jamie Noble and yeah. uh, Joe Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just added a little extra oomph in that match for you to be like, oh, my God, Brock is going to kill these guys. <laughs> you hit one grown man with an old nothing grown man. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> all right, number four. Gambino, number four. Again, in no particular order, I'm going with Jazz versus Trish Stratus versus Victoria at WrestleMania. Yeah. It was short, but it was good. But it was good, and that was and that was another time where women at WrestleMania just really wasn't un, really wasn't heard of like that, and the fact that Jazz Trish, I mean, and I always say that. There would be no Trish if it wasn't for people like Jazz and yeah. Victoria I feel like and Lita. This match kind of uh, set the stepping stones for what we know today in the women's division. Right, because women were always known as eye candy back then. Right. And to see them bring in Jazz was uh, a game changer. It was. Because Jazz wasn't going to put on no bikinis for you. Jazz wasn't going to strut around and do uh, mud baths and things like that. She, she wasn't was doing. She man. was a. That's what. That's what I mean about bringing in the girls like Jazz and Victoria and mm. Mickey, because those were wrestlers, and you needed some wrestlers to fill out that division. And I feel like that's what Jazz did for them. I get you. Yeah. Number right. three for you. All right. We are into the top three, man. And I have to put my favorite triple threat match of all time at number three. I couldn't be biased and put it at number one. 
I have to I have to be uh fair about it. So number three is Rock Austin I mean Rock Angle and Taker at Vengeance. This match had everything. I mean it had the undisputed title on the line. It had three people that everybody believed in. It had people stealing each other's finishers. I mean, the the Rock did the choke slam, and you got Taker doing the angle slam, and you got Kurt doing the rock bottom on the rock. I mean, this match was great, man. And then the ending with the Rock just winning kind of out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I mean, this match was everything to me. I love this match, top to bottom, everything about it, the taunts, the the feeling of the finishers, the the build-up, I mean, everything. I love this match. That is my favorite, probably my favorite match, favorite triple threat of all time, Rock, Taker, Angle, Vengeance, number three on my list. I get you. All right, number three for me is Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte at WrestleMania 35 for the Raw, for both women's titles. Yeah, for both Raw and, and I SmackDown. I feel like uh, I put it up this high because it was such an important moment it was, for the women's revolution. It proved that women can main event WrestleMania, and it proved that uh, women can be in the biggest spot on the biggest card of the year. Yes, and they can. The the build-up for this match was, was also best. just incredible watching those three just go at it the best. you wanted to see who's going to reign supreme as the as the top women in the division at that time and it was just great watching them pretty much tear each other to pieces trying to get to that spot it was classic it was yeah. a classic an instant classic man i mean just just that moment watching those three stir each other down should go down in history Mm-hmm. as the most one of the most important women's matches because to main event WrestleMania, a place that we never thought that women would be, it makes it, it, I'm glad that they got to put egg on Vince's face because <laughs> I doubt he ever wanted women to main event the biggest show of the year. But when the women are the hottest thing on your show, mm-hmm. you no can't choice. deny it. can't deny it. Right, number, three. number three, Gambino. Uh, my number three is Kurt Angle, Rock, and Undertaker at Vengeance. And that was my number three um, because it just had everything. It had everything in it. It had everything you wanted from the big names, the the stealing of the taunts, stealing of the finishers, uh, a definitive winner without no uh, interference or nothing. You had just three dudes in there going at it at the top of their game, the best of the best, and the undisputed title on the line. My favorite triple threat match of all time. The Kurt Angle's coyness. Yeah. Rock just <laughs> doing what Rock do, Undertaker on his Undertaker. Yeah, he's on his American Badass thing then. So mm-hmm. I mean, Taker was just it. Yeah, my favorite one. part of that, one of my favorite parts, was when they was rocking uh, Undertaker was just going at it, and Kurt just over there like, "Hey, yeah, I'm Kurt Angle, and both of them punch him in the face." Yeah, my favorite <laughs> part was Taker doing the angle slam, Rock doing the choke slam, and Kurt doing the rock bottom. That was my fave. All right, man, we are down to the nitty-gritty at this. And my number two greatest triple threat of all time, I'm pretty sure me and Gunner probably have the same things, and it is the triple threat ladder match at WrestleMania between the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. No, not this one. 
the triple threat ladder match at WrestleMania 2000. The triple threat ladder match. Yeah, WrestleMania 2000 because that was the beginning of the TLC era. That, to me, if I could put the Hardys and Edge and Christian in this time and time again, I would because the Hardys and Edge and Christian started the tag team ladder match and when the Dudleys came in, it took this to a whole nother level, baby. And this really was a pivotal change in wrestling history because this started the TLC. This started tables, ladders, and chairs. This started this triple threat ladder match thing. It would be no SmackDown 6 if it wasn't for the Hardys, Edge, and Christian, and Dudleys. There would be no Young Bucks. There would be no, you know, any other teams that you can think of. I'm sure that they watched that match at WrestleMania 2000 and thought to themselves, I have to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. We don't agree on this one, Art. Right. I'm going with TLC, the first TLC from SummerSlam 2000. Well, it's still the Hardys, the yeah, Edge, Christian, and Dudley. It's still the Hardys, the Edge, Christian, and the Dudleys and all them, but I feel like this one was groundbreaking because it introduced the TLC match. You know, this is where you saw them flying off tables, uh, flying off the ladders, getting uh, put to tables. This is where you saw all the steel chair shots and everything. I feel it's like you saw that at Mania you did 2000, not but it just wasn't labeled. And stuff and you did. People with chairs. No, Definitely you did. did. You didn't hit nobody with chairs in this WrestleMania 2000 art. Well, no, you're, they you, didn't. You don't have to go back and watch I'll it. I'll go back and watch it, but I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'm pretty sure they did. Art. All right, okay. go ahead. And this and the TLC match, you know, I love the way it was uh, brought up. You know, Edge and Christian are the master of, of the chairs, and the Dudley's got the tables, and the Hardys did the ladders, and then you just put all three together. And, and Mick Foley coming out saying it: tables and ladders <laughs> and chairs. Oh my! And then you just put all three together, and it's just a human demolition derby like you've never seen before. That was just great. And those three teams that were fighting for the top of the division at that time, and that's a fight we've not seen yet in WWE. We have not seen since in WWE tag team divisions, and that's just incredible. I feel like those we've had teams, one coming of that, but it I'm wasn't those as three teams, no, no, three, no. Three teams yeah, I feel like teams. I feel like uh, DIY, the Authors of Pain, and um, it was it was another team in that triple threat. It was DIY, the Authors of Pain, and FTR. Not at that level. Yeah, that was that was crazy at the time. But that was one of I'm I'm gonna get to it when I do my honorable mentions. So yeah, those three teams are pretty much yeah. revolutionized tactics. I, I feel like that too. I totally agree with you. All right, number two. Make it a good one. Same. Same one. Which one? Yeah. I feel like the triple threat ladder was the beginning of TLC. But yeah, I I agree with you guys. That was a, that was, I mean, any match that you would have chose, whether it was TLC 2, whether it was the table match at the Royal Rumble, whether it was the ladder match, I mean, the Hardys. Edge and Christian and Dudleys are the greatest rivaling teams mm-hmm. in wrestling history. Period. I don't even want to hear anybody argue with me about it. Let's do honorable mentions. All right. All right. My first honorable mention 
I want to uh, give a huge shout-out to Ring of Honor and give it to the Young Bucks, the Hardys, and the Briscoes in their triple threat ladder match at Ring of Honor. That was insane, dude. Crazy stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was the one before uh, the Hardys went to WrestleMania. Yeah. The night before. Like, yeah. I don't have any honorable mentions. Oh, you don't? I got a couple. I got one. Mine is, I think it was at WrestleMania 34, but I could be wrong. It was Finn Balor, Miz, and Seth Rollins. I don't even remember. It was the opening match, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. I do. Okay, I do remember that. My my other honorable mention would be uh, Petey Williams, Chris Saban, and AJ Styles and Ultimate X for the X Division title. This match was insane, dude. I mean, this match was crazy. Let me tell you guys for, for a little bit. All right. First off. Ultimate X is a match where they have two wires crossed in the at the top of the ring, and you have to scale across the wires, and the belt is hanging in the middle. It's a ladder match with no ladder. So, I mean, these guys have to be at the peak of athletic condition in order to go through a 15, 20-minute match and still be able to climb across that thing to grab this belt. And, I mean, we saw Canadian Destroyers. We saw uh, Cradle Shocks. We saw Styles clashes. We saw AJ get his arm caught in the butt, in the barrier and was hanging by his arm from the top of it. I mean, and then in the ending, we saw Petey Williams and Chris Saban both at the top of the wires struggling over the belt, and AJ does a springboard and smacks the belt out their hands. <laughs> that was great. This, I mean, I, I'm, I'm mad that it didn't make my top ten. But I can't help it because it's so many great triple threats. Those triple threat X division matches back in the day were, were crazy. crazy, man. I oh, mean, awesome. there was a match between that I wanted to put on here between Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Chris Saban that was insane. But I, I just, was gonna go with the old X division matches. I'd go with AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, and Loki. Oh, much that was crazy. There, and man, that, that pretty was much insane. was the beginning back in 2005, yeah, 2002. Yeah. Those guys, man, they were fighting to see who was gonna be at the top of the X division at that time, and they just put on instant classic. They did. They did. All right, guys, we are down to the number one spot. You might as well go number one for yourself. Yeah, go ahead, cause cause I know that you don't share ours. Well, my number one would be the, the triple threat, again, between Ed and Christian, the Hardys and the Dudleys at WrestleMania 17. See, yeah, I mean, that's a great pick because that's – is that the one where Bubba got pushed off the ladder and fell through the four tables? I or is, so. Yeah, I think that's the one. Where, yeah, that yeah. was the famous spear, I believe. Yeah, the one yeah, where Jeff from the titles. Yeah, that's the famous spear. I remember Devon falling from that up there and convulsing on the ground <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, that's a great stacked, match. Uh, uh, they stacked four they, tables. But ain't that the, I could have mixed up. The one where they put the table on top of the ladder and got Edge, and, Edge and Christian. No, I believe that was. 15. I believe that's the one where Edge and Christian won the belts for the oh, first yeah. time. The one that's my the number two. Ladder, yeah, yeah, that's my number two. I think he's talking about the TLC to a WrestleMania. 17. Yeah, 17, yeah, 17 is the one I picked the most. Yeah. All right. Our, me and Gunner, just like always, end Can't up. Get his own dad on pick. 
can't, we can't, but we, ha I mean, it has to. We can pick different matches, but this is the greatest triple threat feud of all time. It definitely is. Definitely is. Styles, Joe, and Daniels. And Daniels. Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, to me, is the greatest triple threat feud ever. That was when the Edge Division was hotter than it's probably ever, ever going been. to be, ever been, ever going to be. And those three guys were fighting for the top spot in there. And whether you saw those guys in singles matches against each other, they were all great for that triple threat match, man. That triple threat match. I mean, they had a bunch of them. They had a triple threat at Unbreakable uh, 2005. They had a triple threat for Ultimate X. They had a triple threat to kick off the debut of TNA on Spike TV. Yeah, but I'm talking about the Unbreakable one. That was that insane. That live on in history. Forever. Not in just Impact history, in wrestling history, as one of the greatest triple threat matches to ever go down. Yeah, I believe that Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels has, have, because... There was no one hating more than the other when it came to this. There was no, you know, one-on-one -on -one feud going on. Or they all equally hated each other. They all equally wanted to be they the top all, guy. They all, yeah, equally wanted to be the top guy. They all equally were as talented as the next guy. But there was something about Samoa Joe that just made him different from everybody else. He was so big. I was just saying, it's because he was a monster. He was so fast. Yeah, his muscle busters. I mean, he just, the way he put these moves together, and for him to be such a big, fast, and striking guy, he was known as the Samoan submission machine. Like, having a big guy in the exhibition is one thing. We've seen that before, but we've never really seen... A big guy that, that can move like them. Yeah. Right? And just as agile, just as fast as you are, and you still got the strength to fall back on. That's a, that's a scary thought, deal for X-Division wrestlers. Yeah, I legit thought when he fought Brock at Great Balls of Fire, I damn near thought Brock was going to lose. That no, game. we all thought Brock was going to lose. He did more he did. punishment to Brock than Brock had ever taken in a singles match. And he did that shit quick. Yeah. It was... So, I mean, but in my opinion, that is the greatest triple threat feud of all time. And Samoa Joe, uh, he won a couple of them. Daniels won one. AJ won one. So, I mean, they, they could start this feud right now in their 50s, and it will still be good mm -hmm. to this day. But that's it, guys. That's our list of the top ten greatest triple threat matches of all time. Uh, Gunner, tell them where to reach you, bro. I'm Matt Lindsay on Facebook, MattLindsay677 on Instagram. Gambino, you want to give out your whereabouts? I do not. All right. Well, you can hit me up at ArtDog1 on Instagram, <laughs> ArtDog3 on Twitter, and Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Don't forget to hit us up at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com. And you can always go to SoundCloud and RedBull.net and listen to regular episodes of the Sons of Legends every Tuesday at 9 o'clock live on Red Bull Talk Radio. This has been the bonus episodes of the Sons of Legends. For our dog, MJ Gunner and Gambino, we will holler at you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah.